Tunica 2022 has begun. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio, show number one for a brand new season, our 16th season across Canada uh, and right here on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. I am Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., co-host of Race Time Radio. And we are ready to go, Junior, for another year. A little smoky in here, but uh, hey, uh, we had a little backup in the fireplace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. So for everybody that doesn't know, the studio here, we're in the headquarters in Owen Sound, Ontario. And uh, we're, we're heated with a wood stove down here. We're in a basement, and a little bit of a downdraft happened um, right after right after supper time. <laughs> uh, a little bit of a downdraft happened, and... and uh, Weird, just a weird scenario. It force-fed the smoke back into the basement here and uh, completely smoked us out. Big <laughs> We time. thought we were going to have to delay. Just but, about uh, had to hit the cancel button. Here. Yeah, yeah. She was, uh, she was smoky. We had the, uh, we had the fans going, and uh, it, it started to clear out here. But still, uh, do yeah. Yeah, if if we if we stop talking, call nine one one and send them no one's out. Well, we're going to keep uh, we'll, we'll keep Susie Q on the right side of it in That's case right. we need it kind of attention uh but i think we're gonna be just we're, fine we'll here fine. uh let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight brand new season uh so excited for this year we got so so much coming at you uh but let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight of course chili bowl last night junior the 36th annual chili bowl and what a chili bowl it was last night yeah definitely not just last night last week well, last really week. yeah yeah you know when you look at that event it has grown into you know, it, it's been a premier event for, for years. You know, since I was a kid, I remember, you know, hearing about the Chili Bowl and, and you know, seeing what all took place and all the names that have, have come through there. Um, 400 cars, just shy mm. of 400 cars attempted to qualify for last night's event. Yeah. That is incredible to think about um, in that Expo Center out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, just a, a, a mega cool event. You know, over the past couple of years, we've seen... Lots of Canadians attempt it. Right, um, right. Uh, I can't think of any Canadians off the top of my head Westbrook. that that have made it oh, into the A main. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but definitely a uh, you know just making it into the Chili Bowl, just really making it past the alphabet soup and making it into the C B and A uh, mains uh, is a big accomplishment. Oh, and huge. Uh, you know they they start uh, uh, you know at the beginning of the week and and uh, your preliminary night. Uh, is super important, mega important for getting transferred in and uh, and getting into that A main, uh, basically two guys a night or two cars a night uh, transfer on. But uh, uh, just a, an incredible event. Uh, hats off to everybody at Flow Racing. A um, little bit of a uh, little bit of, of negativity um, on the Twitter world um, <laughs> with Mav uh, TV. With Mav TV. Um, definitely. Uh, uh, you know, by the sounds of it, Flow Racing uh, gets an A plus, and uh, Mav TV gets a needs improvement uh, on the coverage of the event, um, just from the Twitter sphere. So, um, I, I, to be honest with you, I was relatively happy with the coverage. I was. That, I was that ecstatic was, with that, it. That that we got a, a chance to watch. Now, 
I did not spend a whole lot of time watching Flow TV, um, and uh, by the sounds of it, they've got their ducks in a row. So well, uh, hats off to them. Yeah, well, first event of the year for Mav TV. They'll get the bugs worked out. They got a great season coming up. But let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight with the Chili Bowl. Uh, we did have Glenn Styers, of course, owner of the Sweeken Speedway. Uh, he has also got his own race team back in the saddle again. Uh, Glenn tried to get his qualifying done uh, the other night. Uh, into the M feature, uh, finished the race eight, and of course you had to be top five or top three or something like that to move on, and uh, Glenn just missed it by a tick. But we do have Glenn Styers hopefully coming on the show tonight. Of course, big storm down south. So, uh, Glenn, uh, we're, we're going to get him uh, momentarily on the hotline. Uh, also on tonight's show, we're going to go out to Nova Scotia. We're going to grab Craig uh, McFetrich. And uh, Craig has got a brand new series put together. It is the Mass Sportsman Series. And uh, you remember the Napa Sportsman Series, Junior, out that way. Well, now it's the Mass Series. Uh, Craig McFetrich is going to take the controls. And you'll see that, uh, well, you'll see that Riverside International Speedway. I uh, believe they just got dates sewed up at Scotia Speed World. Uh, we'll go through all of it tonight with Craig on the show. And keeping with the sportsman theme, I thought, man, big news out of the Ontario Sportsman Series. I want to say it's Marsilio. Uh, I believe Mauricio. that's how. Mauricio? Mauricio. Uh, there's a Z in there. So hey, I, I do. I, I, I may stand corrected on this one, but we're going to have the general manager, and they got a brand new executive all laid out for the Ontario Sportsman Series. And we are going to have the GM of that series on this very show tonight. And we'll have uh, uh, that. That's in our number one. So we'll get the lowdown on the Ontario Sportsman Series in our number two. How about Brad Moran? Did you see this huge news? Brad Moran, of course, started at Barry Speedway. Been a racer here in Ontario for a lot of years. Uh, went into the ownership end of things at Barry Speedway. Oh, back in 1990, I'm going to say 98, 97, something like that. Uh, Brad Moran stepped into NASCAR. Ended up being the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, NASCAR Pindies. At back then, it was the NASCAR Canadian Tire Series. Uh, went into the director role there. Down south he goes, gets into the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Has uh, been doing that. Just got named uh, right after the holidays to, how about this, the NASCAR Cup Series director. Brad Moran from Barry Speedway to the very top of the heap. When it comes time for management with NASCAR, uh, that, that's huge. And we're going to have Brad on the show tonight. Also coming up on the program, Trevor Siebert is coming back on this show. Uh, Penticton Speedway, uh, Avion Motorsports out in B.C. They have some huge news that Trevor is going to roll out right here on the show, Junior. It's going to be huge. It's going to be a real night here on the show and uh, looking forward to jumping on all of this. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's definitely going to be cool, um, you know, just to be back on the air. You know, it's been uh, it's been quite some time. Uh, we we had quite a holiday break here, so uh, yeah. uh, you know, we're we're guns a blazing. There's so much good positive news. I've seen so many posts about how good of a position the Canadian motorsports world is uh, heading into 2022. And uh, man, our, our next guest is definitely 
absolutely guns a blazing. Um, and I, I can't wait to get talking to him. Yeah, he is back in the saddle again. Let's welcome him in, shall we? Guest number one of 2022. We have Glenn Styers with us, fresh off of a qualifying run at the Chili Bowl. What's going on tonight, Glenn? How you doing, buddy? Well, he'd be doing real good if I had the right channel maybe pulled up here. What do you say you go over onto this channel? How about that? Do I have you over here, Glenn? I know, I know I, I've got I can, you I can hear here. Glenn now. Hi, Glenn. Hi, how are you doing? Wonderful, man. How are you? We, we were uh, trying to find the right buttons. We've had a couple of weeks off here. Yeah, no, uh, I'm just hanging out, chili ball, just cruising through the airport. And everybody that I've been hanging out with, We've been hanging out with all of the Chili Bowl winners. It's been crazy. <laughs> it's unbelievable that how how uh, this community is such a big community, but yeah, it's so small. And uh, cruising through the airport, hanging out with the Chili Bowl winners. Awesome unbelievable. Stuff. That is so cool. Uh, what an event for the Chili Bowl winner. Obviously, Glenn, you wanted to be that guy. You wanted to be holding the checkered flag. Uh, but just making it in the show is uh, is a huge accomplishment. Um, and when you look at your Chili Bowl run, I know there's been a couple of years here. Um, talk us through uh, the event from from the, the driver's seat of that number zero. You know what? So we go through this Chili Bowl stuff. And we race. And uh, I haven't been running this race for five years. And to get in the, to, to just hang out with all of these superstar champions and just to roll with all these guys, you have no idea how amazing it is. Everybody loves everybody. And to get rocking and rolling. And uh, you know what? When I first started, I didn't do good. And then by the end of the night, I was, like, ripping around. I was under 11 seconds. I was 11.5. I was kicking some ass. And uh, I was so close to making some races and moving up. And, um, yeah, unbelievable. So if I've got this correct, Len, uh, I know it was the other night. You were in the M feature. Uh, you ended yeah. up finishing that race up in eighth spot. You had to be, what was it, fourth or fifth to move on, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a sixth spot, and um, but you know what? What's crazy about it? I was like a second faster, and I don't even know if you know how much that means to be a second faster. But I could lap those guys, and it, it's just the way the chili bowl works. You just roll with the punches. Absolutely, That's all it is. One hundred percent. It seems like, uh, you know, from from the the event side of things, it is definitely, you know, it's been the crown jewel or a crown jewel for for quite some time. Uh, but the overall event, uh, you know, I, I've I've seen lots of different things like the snowball derby or or like the Canadian Sprint Car Nationals or you know those types of things. You don't see the posts from the guys who don't make it in the show. But but when you look at the snowball or you look at the chili bowl. Um, you know, I, I, I see a post from Carson Hosevar, and, you know, he didn't make the show, but he did not care. He, he said that the event was just absolutely amazing to be a part of. Uh, what is the magic? As a dirt track guy, as a dirt track owner, what is the magic in that event? You know what? Just to be here, just to run, just to be a part of the show, just 
to be like the great Canadian, just to be one of the guys that are there. You have no idea how much it means to be the part of the show. I mean, it's unbelievable. So, and that does kick off 2022, right, Glenn? Uh, that's how yeah, you absolutely. get things started. Where do you head next? Have you got another race planned or something laid out? Uh, we got lots of snow up here and cold temperatures, but uh, I know you love your racing. You're back in the saddle. Have you got another one sort of laid out? Are you going to head for Speed Weeks? Um, yeah, we're going to be doing, going down to uh, um, East Bay for the Kenning 360. Hopefully, I could kick some buns there. Um, we're going to uh, Azuma. We're, we're going all over the place. I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to travel, and we're going to kick some buns. That's the way to have it. Now, uh, of course, the Sweden schedule all rolled out as well, too. Things are looking mighty fine for 2022 from a track side of things, too, isn't it? Absolutely. I can't wait for the Pinties race. I'm I'm like I bought cars to make it happen. I can't wait till it goes. We're gonna. I'm hoping I'm gonna dominate that show, and I'm trying to get Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell, all them guys that roll in and roll out. <laughs> that <laughs> well, sounds that, so cool. That'd be cool. I know you'd be making all kinds of connections down there and getting some of your friends to come up here. Uh, Canada's going to be in good shape and uh, going to have lots to look forward to when the snow gets out of the way, right? Absolutely. We're ready. We're going to rip it up. Good deal. Glenn, we appreciate the time tonight on Race Time. And, hey, bud, uh, next year, now that you're back in, this this was just getting back in and getting your feet wet again. Next year, what do you say we qualify for that chili bowl and go after it? All right, all right. I love it. I'll see you in the movies. Yeah, <laughs> you betcha, buddy. You have a good one and safe travels. Uh, all right, good night. That is Glenn Styers. Uh, he was down at that Chili Bowl. Sounds like he had a lot of fun down there. Yeah, absolutely. Just a, a, a great, uh, you know, <laughs> Glenn Styers is one of those guys. He is he is a true ambassador for Canadian motorsports. Um, just, uh, you know, he, 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 loves the, he loves the entire sport. He's a part of the entire sport. You know, you look at the new building that he built down there um, oh, yeah. uh, you know on on you know just off of the just off of the racetrack property there and you know the the Glen Styers racing building um, you know it's it, it, it's going to be a premier source of uh, you know race car drivers and and racing parts and you know a little bit of everything um, you know you look at the improvements that of course our weekend hasn't been out of the gate since the pandemic started that's right um, two years you know they down. they were they were uh, you know the walls were put up on the on the reserve where they are uh there was not a whole lot of uh, opportunity there for glenn and his team to get out of the gate and get racing again um and you know glenn has been uh, touring and and racing where he can um and his team has as well you know that's a a, a monstrous team uh, based out of here in canada uh, and, you know, just hearing all the different things that he's going to be doing, you know, to kick off 2022, heading down to East Bay, um, you know, the, the Speed Week portion. Um, and, and then, you know, we'll see him pop up in some of those 360 shows and probably some 410 shows uh, as you move through the spring. Uh, but as long as the province opens up, um, you know, by, by all accounts, for everybody here listening, hopefully they it, it is opened up by the time we get to race season here. 
um, Oshwikin is going to fire back up. And, you know, you look at the improvements that they've done. I, I've followed along with Clinton Jeffries and, uh, you know, all the different things that they've been doing um, throughout the pandemic. You know, they, they redid the wall down the front stretch, uh, did a lot to do with the fan amenity and the fan experience, uh, did a lot of, of property upgrades, um, oh, yeah. you know, from, from the racing surface to um, the, the fencing and, and things like that, that they've done, uh, as well the concessions. Now, they've always had a great concession in the pit area and, and, and in the grandstands, but uh, some major upgrades as well in the, in the, uh, in the pit area. Uh, just exciting stuff heading into 2022. Um, he touched on it, the NASCAR Pinty Series. You know, we've been talking oh, yeah. about this now for two years. Two years. And it has not happened yet. The names that are a part of this deal, there is, there is absolutely no shock in the date being a Tuesday. It is on a Tuesday <laughs> yeah. night. The reason for that is because there's so many people that want to be a part of it. You know, you look at at names like Stuart Friesen. You know, he was penciled in to uh, compete in the in the uh, in I the Pinty race. We'll see him. Kenny Schrader, or uh, sorry, not Kenny Schrader, but Kenny Wallace was penciled in to run um, as well. There was a couple other names like Tony Stewart threw his name in the hat, and and Glenn Styers had uh, talked about Christopher Bell or Kyle Larson uh, coming up to do that, um, and he mentioned. He ordered a couple cars. Yeah, there's a couple brand new pieces being built uh, specifically for that event, and uh, I wouldn't doubt that you see the, the likes of Kyle Larson and, and Christopher Bell, and you know, guys who we've seen come up and run sprint cars, uh, strap into a stock car and, and go get after it on a weekend. That event, circle it on your calendar. As long as the pandemic lets us, um, that's going to be a barn burner of an event. Listen, I watched the Leafs last night in St. Louis. That place was packed. I turned the chili bowl on. The place was packed. I think I seen three masks uh, out of two great big venues. Hey, this place has got to be opened up come spring. I get it right now. Let's get through what we got to do. Let's everybody do what you're supposed to do and what you can do. But, hey, spring's coming. We got to turn the tap back on here. Uh, this has gone on far too long. But we'll talk about that another day. We'll just do what's going and uh, we're going to hit this break. And when we come back, we're going to go all the way out to Canada's East Coast. And we're going to grab that Craig McFetrich. And we're going to talk some sportsmen, mass sportsmen, out in Nova Scotia. We'll get all those blanks all filled in next, right here on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. Junior and I are going to be back in just a minute. Any way you want it, that's the way you need it. Hi, race fans. This is Dave Dykstra, sprint driver of the 5D Corpac Oshwegan Sprint, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elford. Tom Cochran's most famous song, Life of the Highway, was a number one hit in Canada, and it hit the top ten in the Billboard charts back in 1992. 
It was written after Tom's famine relief work overseas took place. He was so taken with what was happening there, he wrote it as a pick-me-up to himself after watching the devastation. That's why he mentioned places in the song like Khyber Pass, along with his hometown of Vancouver. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand at racetimeradio.com. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Winter is on the way. Cold temperatures mean we light fires to warm up or cook on, sometimes even to survive. Quick, quick fire starters are a must in your kit, in your sled, ATV, or vehicle. Quick Quick just may save your life if you get stranded this winter. Enjoy the winter. We're Canadian. And so is Quick Quick. They're available online. Go to quickquick.com and they ship to your door. Quick Quick fire starters. They work. Got all Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow. The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. The new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's race time radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in. Show number one for 2022. And how about this? Year 16 for Race Time Radio. Uh, and we couldn't have done it without any of you, uh, all of you. Uh, we really appreciate everybody dialing in every Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. But what do you say we get back to the hotline now? And let's welcome in our next guest. He comes to us from Nova Scotia, the province. No, hold on a sec. Well, I don't know. I don't know whether Craig's in Nova Scotia or whether he's in New Brunswick, but we're going to clear that right now. Let's welcome in Craig McFetris. Happy New Year, Craig. How you doing? Hey, pretty good. How are you guys? Good. Whereabouts are you? Are you in Nova Scotia or are you in New Brunswick? Yes, I'm just outside of Halifax. There you go. You see, now, uh, I, I, just, uh, easy confusion, though, right? Uh, with Petty for a long time, uh, which is in New Brunswick, I kind of figured you were uh, on the border somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and no, always a frequent flyer. <laughs> a lot of miles. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Craig, you've uh, been a busy guy in this short off-season here. We got ourselves a brand-new-looking sportsman series out there on Canada's East Coast. This is going to be exciting stuff. Tell us about it. Yeah, so um, we started this process last fall. Um, see if we had some interested parties, some interested tracks, some interested drivers, some interested sponsors. And here we are. Um, 
we're probably looking at a seven race schedule for 2022 and visiting most of the maritime tracks. Man, you got to love that when uh, things get pulled together. And you're the right guy to pull this all together as well, I might add. Uh, the sportsman cars out on Canada's East Coast, man, they're a hardy bunch. There's a lot of them uh, and super competitive from what I've seen out there uh, following the Napa Sportsman Series forever out there. Uh, there is a real good core group of guys. Uh, how is the registrations all looking? What's the feedback been so far? Um, registration's been very strong. Um, we're sitting at uh, roughly about 22 cars, paid registra- registrations uh, to date. And, uh, yeah, we got some pretty good players involved and some more guys um, contemplating. So, yeah, I think we're in really good shape for being uh, – in the middle of January. Yeah, I would say, yeah, January, and you got guys jumping aboard. Uh, that's fantastic stuff. The competition in the Sportsman Series has been really, really stout. Now, I'm talking pre-pandemic. I haven't been out there to see any of the races uh, since uh, 2019. Hope to change that in 2022 uh, and look forward to seeing the Sportsman cars. Uh, rules. How did you address that, or has that been all addressed already, I would take it? Um, for the most part, yes, it has. Um, you know, the rules, as I've, I've said in the driver's meetings and, and different at different times, the rules aren't really that different between the maritime provinces. Um, you know, the biggest thing is how they were interpreted and how far they were let the gray areas go. Um, so... Um, we adapted mostly the rules that um, Bill Vassell, Tony Leonard, and Lawrence Hopper and Ken Cunning had had adapted in the for the Nova Scotia tracks, um, and we will take that and then we'll make some allowances for the New Brunswick cars that uh, wish to take part in our events, and uh, we're going to make it work. Um, there's absolutely no ifs ands or buts about it. The cars aren't that different, um, and we'll make it work. Is it something, uh, Craig, that the Nova Scotia guys had to, I don't know, speed up to hit the New Brunswick guys? Or was it the New Brunswick cars had to go a little bit quicker to get up to the Nova Scotia guys? Or was it even a question of, of speed? Um, not so much speed, I, I don't think. Um, uh, New Brunswick uh, crate motor cars, 602s is what's most commonly run in the, um, in the sportsman cars in the Maritimes, a uh, few built motors. Um, but in New Brunswick, they allowed a four-barrel um, when they brought that uh, motor into the fold years and years ago. Um, but in Nova Scotia, they were um, we always raced a two-barrel down here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of the biggest difference. And, you know, um, the, sire, the tire softener equation always comes into play whenever you talk from track to track, no matter where you go um, in racing. Um, so there's a little bit of that, and, and, and that's the stuff that we're really uh, trying to address is trying to uh, control, um, really clamp down on the tire softener in this series. Absolutely. Uh, Craig, uh, you know, when it comes time for racing, you know, there's, there's always, um, you know, Everybody, everybody looking at uh, at one series or another, uh, you know, whether it be a, a competitor, you know, in in one series, uh, or a fan, or or what have you, or a sponsor for that matter. Uh, it, it, the the racing, 
you know, events across North America, really across the world. Uh, it doesn't matter what seat you're in, unless it's a Formula One car or a Cup car. The grass is always greener on the other side, right? There's always something. There's always something to look at in another series and say, you know, I, I want to be a part of that, or I want to race at that track, or I want to race in this division. So uh, the question that that you know I have, and and don't take this the wrong way at all, um, and and I'm not saying this in a bad light whatsoever. But why does the Maritimes need a second sportsman division? And and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I, I'm I'm saying that I'm, I want to know, you know, from from the from the aspect of of the sportsman, of the fan, of the the tracks. What what is it that you guys bring to the table that's different um, as, as a series? Well, so the the Maritimes really doesn't have any other sportsman series except for the one we're doing. Okay. Um, I worked in the fall with um, when I heard that um, Bill Vassell was um, thinking about stepping aside with his Napa series down in Riverside. Yep. Um, spoke with Joan Rui of Riverside to see that uh, if we could pull a deal together, um, if we could still do the races at Riverside Speedway, because, uh, you know, if you're a sportsman competitor or any competitor in any division, who doesn't want to race at Riverside? Yeah, um, exactly. So, so yeah. So once that came together, we were able to reach out um, to the other facilities because I, I really just didn't want to run a series as a one-track thing. I, I thought there was potential. Uh, Sydney Speedway has brand-new owners there in 2022, um, and they were interested right off the bat in having us. Um, you know, Ken Cunning down at Scotia Speedway was interested, um, and most tracks were interested. We just... Um, you got to be careful you don't do too much too quick. Um, sure. We want to make sure that we uh, take baby steps here and and uh, do what we do and try to do it as the best we can and make an impression on people so that in years to come down the road, um, it'll be top of mind um, to join us, whether it be for just one race or all six or seven races. Uh, it really doesn't matter. So with it being January right now, Craig, um, is the schedule uh, finished off yet, or are you still looking at adding more races? Uh, whereabouts are you at there? Well, we're getting really close to the schedule. Um, you know, our first um, um, thought on schedule was we didn't want to conflict with the Maritime Pro Stock Tour because um, fans flock to the track. I've done it for 20-plus uh, years, and 20 years before that. Um, so we know that the majority of fans like to see um, the pro stock cars and the Maritime Pro Stock Tour. So the idea of the whole thing was, you know, if the Maritime Pro Stock Tour is going to be the Cup Series of the Maritimes, and I'd like to be able to fit my Sportsman Series in as the Xfinity or Truck Series type of deal, where we do some events side-by-side, side and we do some events to in tracks that maybe can't, have a Maritime Pro Stock Tour event, so we could be a big event for that facility. So that's kind of the, the thought. So we were, we were trying to stagger weekends off of the Maritime Pro Stock Tour and then try to look at um, the bigger events around the Maritimes and obviously not schedule races in against those big events. And it doesn't leave a whole lot, believe me. So um, that's what kind of got us to the six or seven race deal. And it, schedule and we should have that all put to bed I, I hope by the end of this week 
Truly something for everyone out there. Uh, great news. We are with Craig McFetrich. He is uh, Mass Sportsman Series. Uh, Craig, are you going to have a website? Is there a website now? Uh, how can fans stay up with it, get more information? Maybe competitors want to get involved. How do they do that? Uh, uh, you can lay it all out. Yeah, so our, our new website is uh, Maritime maritimeallstars.ca. Um, and we also have a Facebook that's under the Maritime All-Star Sportsman Series. A little harder to find because I'm not the most technically advanced person, so I, I did what I could there. Um, but we have uh, close to 1,000 uh, people following that page already, and we just launched it the first of the year, or late last year. Um, and Joan Rui has been a big help down at Riverside Speedway getting our uh, website up and up and going. So that's how we're taking registrations and, and whatnot at this point. Fantastic stuff. If uh, sponsorship, uh, if there's companies out there, uh, out in the Maritimes or wherever, want to get involved, they can do that? Do you still have room for sponsors to jump on? Yes, we do. We're, 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 we've talked to a lot of sponsors, and we've got... I, I'm happy to say that uh, all of our races to this point are sponsored. Um, we have a series sponsor that we will announce in the coming week or so. Um, and then we got contingency sponsors and some other things coming. So it's a pretty exciting time. Um, a lot of people that um, you know I've kind of worked with in the past at, at, at Petty over the years have uh, messaged me and say, how can I help with this? And... Uh, we were able to put some quite a few deals together. You gotta love it. How about distance? Uh, what 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 will these guys do for a, a feature event, uh, a big event, maybe standalone, and maybe when they're with the pro stock tours, there going to be different distance uh, races that you guys are going to do. Um, at this point, we're mostly looking at hundred lap features. Um, we want to keep it to where these tires don't need to refuel or anything like that because that creates some safety hazards at times. Um, you know, we're looking at maybe one extended race, but that'll only be to, uh, say, 150 laps max. Um, I know these tires can do, you know, roughly around 125 laps without refueling, so that's kind of the magic numbers for distance for these tires. Because a lot of guys don't have huge um, pit crews to to do refueling and pit stops, so we're, we're trying to avoid that stuff. Absolutely. Keep the cost out of it. Uh, keep the racer in it. That's going to be awesome. I look forward to catching some races. Uh, you guys do a great job out there, and I can't wait to see how everything rolls out. Uh, seeing cars out there like, uh, you know, Phil, Phil Barkhouse is one that always pops into my mind, the 99, and uh, like just, there's so many good competitors. It's going to be off the hook. Have you heard from Phil yet? Has he got that 99 ready to rock? Well, Phil, Phil is, actually has contacted me. Number one, he's, uh, he's going to do all of our trophies for 2022. Him and, uh, Kirk Alexander from Finish Line Vinyl Designs. Um, so they're doing our trophies, but Phil's also going to run, uh, a car possibly for Robbie Reed out of Sydney. So, um, he's, uh, pretty excited to get back behind the wheel <laughs> watch out boy when those guys get excited uh it, it's gonna be something else uh, uh i'll never forget watching frankie frazier uh when i first started coming out to the maritimes and he went out there and i believe it was uh the uh, shriners classic or something that he won at scotia speed world uh quoted the time and I'll, I'll never forget it uh he got out and he says that car was so good mom could drive it 
And he just did a great job. So many colorful guys out there uh, and so many real good, solid race teams. Uh, we're in for something special out there, Craig. And uh, they're just uh, anything we can do to help you out, you just let us know. I know we look forward to uh, getting some of those competitors on here. And we'll find out what their thoughts are heading into what's going to be a brand new series. Yes, for sure. Craig, this has been great catching up with you. Really appreciate the time, and uh, uh, good luck with everything. We'll be keeping our eye out, and I know as things progress, uh, we're, this is just uh, introductory. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it as we uh, get into this off season a little further, and uh, as, as things start unfolding, we'll get you back on here for updates. I appreciate that, guys. Thanks a lot for having me. You betcha. That's Craig McFatrich. Uh, watch out. That series is going to be a dandy, Junior. Yeah, it's definitely going to be cool. It's, uh, you know, I love the sportsman series out there. It is, um, you know, it's everything that uh, that you could want in a short track feeder division. It is, you know, they look great. The cars look great with the yeah. with the body styles that they have. Um, the, the they go like stink, <laughs> you know. Oh, they yeah. put on a good show, um, but yet they still utilize old technology, and you know they they utilize the the technology of of an overslung rear end, and uh, you know they they utilize the um, you know some of the old school uh, you know tricks that you see in in like a super stock here in Ontario, um, and you know the cost is really. Um, in comparison, the cost is, is extremely low uh, to get into and be competitive um, in comparison to a lot of the other uh, B series that you see, whether it be uh, Superstock in Ontario or whether it be, you know, the Wheelman series down in the U.S., um, uh, those types of divisions are, are increasingly getting more expensive. And by all accounts, the Sportsman series in the East Coast kind of remains even keel. Um, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of major adjustments on the on the the technical side of things. Right. Uh, you know, in in my era, I, I I don't remember any you know major things that have come into play um, that have changed the dynamic. And uh, you know, that's the that's the key to having a successful series. It is. It is. And uh, you know, when you take a look at uh, everything that uh, is going to be offered to those guys out there, they're going to be on the right tracks. They're going to be out there. Uh, competing and the future stars of that uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour come out of the sportsmen. Uh, for uh, exactly, you know, we've seen them come out of Legend Series racing, but there are a number of guys that we've seen come out of sportsmen and go into the Pro Stock Tour, and uh, it's a great stepping stone, and that's what it's made for. Absolutely, and and to clarify, like I, I know that there wasn't. A you know a second series, if you will, that 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 tours head to head with them, but they each track basically has their own sportsman series, right? Like they have their own sportsman divisions, right? Um, so having the touring series in addition to um, uh, is is very similar to that of what you're seeing in Ontario and and the success that you're seeing in Ontario uh, from the 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 Superstock standpoint. Um, you know, it gives them an avenue that they can be a part of something big. Um, that tours around that's prestigious 
Um, and then they can also, um, you know, support their home track um, on their off weekends and uh, and create, uh, you know, even even an additional um, source of of revenue and racing um, for the team. Um, it's it's definitely needed and uh, uh, glad to see it uh, coming together. And, and I can't wait to see how many cars show up because I, you said it best. There are a tremendous amount of sportsman car, uh, cars in the Maritimes. Oh, you, yeah. you know, when you look at, at uh, even in Newfoundland, those are sportsman cars as sure. well. You know, you look at the sportsmen in, in Newfoundland, in uh, in New Brunswick, and in Nova Scotia, and they've got a tremendous amount of cars in that little corridor. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of geographic space between them, but there are a tremendous amount of cars. Yes. So I think the neat part is, is when they're in... They'll, they'll have a contingent that race with the entire deal. Mm-hmm. But then when they roll into a track like Petty or a track like uh, like Sydney or, or you know, wherever it might be, Riverside, um, when they roll in there, there'll be a contingent that only race at that local facility. So yep. um, it's that's a healthy mix. You know, it, it's kind of like uh, Cascar-esque, if you will from back in the day when they used to have the Super Series and then they would have their their regional series, whether it be the Eastern Series or the Western Series, um, where you can draw from those individual territories when when the, the Super Series rolls in. Um, so very similar, obviously, you know, you see a, a, a dynamic of that with the, the East Coast International uh, uh, Pro Stock Tour um, as these tracks add, you know, uh, a, a regular... Um, pro stock date on their schedule, um, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can put together. And, and obviously, you know, you look at I'm on their Facebook page right now, um, and you look through. They've got a tremendous amount of sponsors already. Uh, like you said, every date is is uh, is is spoken for uh, so far, and and uh, even more to come. So, uh, hats off to them. You betcha. Uh, we're going to hit a quick break here, Junior. When we come back, we're going to talk Ontario Sportsman Series. They got a brand new executive, uh, and we're going to catch up with the general manager of that new executive. Uh, going to be first time on Race Time Radio, and uh, so new, Junior, that I can't pronounce his name correctly, I don't think. Nice and we're going to get this sorted out on the other side of the break. And uh, we're going to talk Ontario Sportsman Series. Going to be exciting stuff. Stick around. We will be back in just a moment. Jamie Mosley, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Keep tuned to Joe and the Boys for all the latest in Ontario short track action. Coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuel, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Is it your job to light the fire, the campfire, or maybe you're like me and you heat your home with wood? You need to use a quick wit. These fire starters work, no paper or kindling, and presto, your fire is going every time. No toxic fumes, just warm, enjoyable flames. You can get them online. Go to quickwick.com. Quickwick, they work. Lead singer of Great Big C, Alan Doyle. There's a song on the, the, on the record called Back to the Harbor, which is the title track that I actually sing with my dad. And then the one you made reference to, the Back Home on the Island, is is one of the songs that really I, I always reference it as an old Ron Hines, a famous Newfoundland songwriter song, but it was 
the words could have been spoken out of my father or or my uncle's mouth, you know, it's like a, it was just it's one of those perfect paintings. Sirius XM Channel 167. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Rock of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada. From the high banks of Daytona to the snow banks in Canada, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Air is clearing out here in the studio. Man, I had a little faux pas here before we got fired up. Uh, lit the fire, had a little backdraft. Uh, uh, we got the studio down here in the basement of the house. And after having, I don't know, minus 25 degrees yesterday, I guess the temperature went up. And we got a little backdraft down here and uh, smoked the house out. But uh, we, we got on the air just magically because the air was actually blue down here. Thought I was going to have a mutiny on my hands with you and Sue uh, saying, no, 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 I'm not going downstairs. But I was going to be a trooper and still come down here and hit the go button. But let's say we get back to the radio show. Wouldn't that be a great idea? There was lots of news over the Christmas holidays uh, with the Ontario Sportsman Cars uh, they got a brand new executive, and we have the new general manager, Maurizio. Uh, and and I'm sorry, Maurizio, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. You're going to clear us all up right here, but welcome to Race Time Radio. How are you, bud? I'm great. Uh, thank you. It's Joe, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, the last name is Kochi. Kochi. Yeah, Kochi. There you go. I'll never forget that. That's nice and easy. But uh, you've got... Uh, a brand new executive with the Ontario Sportsman Series. Uh, uh, that that was it, it. Shocked me. I was uh, uh, flipping through some stuff, and actually Sue pointed it out. Says, "Hey, look at the news here in the Ontario Sportsman." And man, I'll tell you what, that's great news that you guys are getting it pulled together and uh, looking at 2022, and it's going to be a big year. Yes, yeah, sure is. Uh, we've got great plans. Uh, you know, we've got uh, everything. Uh set to go you know we have got a great executive uh, you know uh, myself adam uh doing the tech and we got mark hall you know doing all the paperwork and media stuff so it's got a great team and many other guys that are on the side you know as consultants just in case we need more help but uh, we do have quite a few people uh, ready to proceed and uh, get things going 
That's what fit. really I want to mention is uh, next uh, Sunday at 1 p.m., uh, we have a meeting via Zoom, so we want all the drivers to participate so we can announce uh, our two main sponsors. We got some good sponsors on board, and uh, uh, that's uh, exciting news. You know, I just want to uh, go over all the point structure and also talk about uh, actually we have a point fund, which is, uh, you know, we didn't have uh, last year, so I'm, I'm very um, exciting to announce that. And also our payout structure is going to be very interesting. Well, congratulations on all that. That will be welcome news, and that will uh, get things stirred up, Junior. That's going to get these teams fired up. Yeah, definitely, Maurizio. It's, uh, uh, when you look at, at the Sportsman Cup Series, uh, you look at the Sportsman Series, um, you know, over the past few years, there's been a handful of changes within the series, right? It's, uh, it seems like it was a, a little bit of a, a musical chairs, if you will. Um, but by the sounds of it, you guys are definitely structuring for a, a, a long-term uh, growth plan with the series. Um, I know uh, yes, you guys... Yes, we are. We are very serious about the future. Absolutely. You know, uh, we have uh, this year, what we've done, you know, we have a schedule at 10, uh, 10 uh, shows, and uh, two of them are going to be on dirt. So that's going to be very interesting, you know. Uh, which really dirt track? all the way out. Uh, we want uh, people to get excited. You know, what I want... Anybody that's a CASCAR sportsman or uh, one that qualifies to run in our series, please get it ready because we're serious about putting on a great show. You know, it's all about having some fun. Keep it simple, have fun, and uh, we want to go out there and just put on a great show. So that, that's, that's my goal. And it's our, our team, everybody involved, uh, uh, there's so much knowledge that uh, we have. I think we can deliver a, a great show, and I want everybody – to really get those cars ready, you know, I want to see a great uh, number of cars out there. You know, I mean, uh, people that know me, uh, they know me probably my uh, business uh, name more than my name because uh, I spawned to racing cars since uh, 1989, many teams, and uh, they know me. I'm very serious about the sport. I love the sport. Uh, the Sportsman Series is the Canadian Series, you know, it's the old Cascar Series. So there's uh, hundreds of cars out there. We should be able to get a, a good number of cars out at the track so we can put on a great show for the fans, you know, because this is like a family show, you know, a family event. It is, it is. And uh, you know what? The series has always done a good job. Even last year, I know car count was down a wee bit, but uh, you know what? Pandemic, what are you going to do? Uh, but I can tell you this, uh, watching the races, I've seen two of them at the beach, and uh, the, the quality couldn't be any better on the racetrack. Those guys were worn it out on the speedway. Uh, guys like Mike Kariniak. And uh, the, the, there's a lot of big names that have run that series for a long time. And uh, to, to get a new spark, to get things energized, and it sounds like you're about to do that, you along with the rest of the executive, it's all welcome news, my friend. This is going to be awesome. Yes, uh, I think, you know, we do have great uh, racers. I mean, the champion, last year's champion, Chad, you know, he drove amazingly. That guy, is a, they're an incredible team. You know, I, I like to call him the teacher because, you know what, he can teach anybody how to drive. He's a, so, you know, I like to say uh, a great job because they, they did a great job. You know, they just kept digging and just getting that car. I mean, the, the way I watch them work on the cars, and there's a lot of talent. Young talent, you know, there's a couple of young drivers that are coming on board, which I think is going to 
be welcomed. You know, so that's what it's all about. Family, uh, get out to the track. We're going to put on a great show, and everybody's going to go home and, and think about it. You know, because uh, and they're going to want to come back to the next track. You know, Maurice, that's the way I, I, I we feel we're going to do well in that respect. You guys have been known for 100-lap races. Uh, most of the ones that I've ever seen in the Sportsman Series have been 100 laps. Is that the way you intend on keeping it? Uh, are you going to stay with the 100 laps uh, layout? Are you gonna, uh, do you ever look at aspiring to make it a longer race, or do you like it right where it is? Well, it depends on the participation. I think 100 laps is really a sweet spot because it gives the racers enough laps to get the enjoyment out of racing because as a racer myself, you know, a hundred laps is a good number and it's uh, very satisfying. And it is. So uh, there's a lot to changes over a course of a hundred lap sportsman race. That's what I've always enjoyed about the series. It isn't the, you know, the guy that's leading at lap 50 isn't necessarily the guy that's going to be leading at the end of this deal. Uh, those cars do go away. Uh, if you, you know, run them too hard, the right side rubber is going to fall off and you will slow down. Yet, if you're on the other side of the fence and you do tire management, you've got a good chance that you're going to be able to move forward on a long green flag run, which is common in the series. It's got a little bit of everything. It's got something for everybody in the series. Yeah, I agree. You know, last year at Sobel, I mean, uh, Mike Erniak was running and three laps to go. Um, we all know what happened. So I know the car can give away. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun to see the outcome. Absolutely. And now you did mention a dirt track uh, addition. Uh, I, I just took a look at the, the website, a beautiful website, by the way, uh, the NSCA um, uh, site. Uh, by the looks of it, you guys are going to go to the old stomping grounds of South Buxton or, or uh, Southern Ontario Motor Speedway uh, yeah. down in the, in, in the, the Chatham area. Uh, that is, uh, that's definitely exciting and, and will be the first for the Sportsman Cup Series on uh, on on dirt, correct? Uh, yep. That's awesome. That's really exciting. Yeah, we've got a lot of plans for that. Uh, it's very exciting. We've got some great sponsors for that track, and uh, uh, it's going to be good for everyone to just get a different feel of uh, the car handles, and you know, it's a different perspective. So we'll be able to stay up. Fans can uh, check it out. Uh, you got a website, social media, all of that stuff. You guys are going to be active in all of that? Very active. Uh, we're restructuring a lot of small things that weren't working uh, last year. You know, we're going to have a very good website so that I want to make it simple. People can come in and look at all the information. I want to post uh, drivers, uh, profiles, and everything. So we're working on a lot of detail. Over the last week, we've done so much. I mean, the fact that uh, we got all the things straight now that are very structured to the series is uh, is amazing. I think we're on the right track. Everything's positive. It's going to be it's it's going to be super exciting. Uh, you got sponsorship announcements coming up. Uh, you plan on doing that next week? Uh, maybe we should get you back on here in a week or so, a couple of weeks, and we'll uh, get I'd some love updates. To come back. I'd love to come back because I think you're going to be amazed the way uh, our sponsorship is done. Uh, it's, it's totally different. It's got a twist to it. You know, it's not a big, huge name, but the people that are involved. It's a family business. And these guys love racing, and I think uh, 
They're nice people, very nice people. I, I love to come on and uh, introduce them and just uh, tell you all about the business. Well, I can guarantee we can arrange that, Mauricio. But this has been great catching up with you tonight and actually being introduced to you. Uh, I know we look forward to getting some more of the executive on here, too. We'll uh, try try and introduce the executive to everyone. And uh, I know we're all looking forward to meeting up with you and seeing that Ontario Sportsman Series be successful. But we appreciate the time tonight on Race Time. Thanks so much for it. Well, thank you. I really appreciate this. Uh... You know, it's great of you guys to, you know, be concerned and uh, allow us to just uh, even announce our meeting. It's uh, it's great. Please, everybody that's listening, Sunday, 1 p.m. next week, we're going to have a Zoom meeting and go over everything that uh, we already planned out. It's a simple thing, and it's very easy to understand, and it's going to be great. And the announcement, the what we have to offer for for everyone to come out and uh, just participate. I think it'll be good. Awesome stuff. Mauricio, thanks so much for the time tonight, buddy. Thank you very much. You betcha. The general manager of the Ontario Sportsman Series Junior sounds like they got lots coming. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, you know, it, it's definitely needed. It's 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 got a great group of core competitors in the in the sportsman series here in Ontario. Um, you know, you look at, at the history of that of that series and that division. When you look at touring divisions uh, here in in the province of Ontario, it has the longest standing. Uh, when you look at stock cars, right? <laughs> you know, you look at the at the general format, the general base of what they are uh, they are the old cast car sportsman series they are the you know you could take a, a used nascar pinty's car and and uh, and run it in that series um you know they, they've started to develop uh and and allow and and kind of allow the the, the uh, super stock uh program into that series as well we've seen jason parker go to victory lane at Sobel speedway uh we've seen you know a handful of the guys kind of jump in and uh, just a, 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 a neat division and, and definitely worthy of a points fund and, and building something into the future. Well, I can't wait to see what they all get uh, put together. Big announcements next week. If you're part of that group, don't miss that Zoom meeting. Uh, sounds like you've got lots to look forward to uh, coming up uh, next week and uh, through the off season, heading in to a brand new race season. Uh, going to be off the hook. Uh, we got a big hour coming up. Uh, one more full hour to go. Uh, we got uh, Brad Moran going to join us. Uh, he was just announced as the NASCAR Cup Series director, moving up from the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series uh, director. He's been that for uh, quite a few years. He's moving right up to the very top. Uh, and we're going to catch up with Brad. We'll also hear from Trevor Seberg in hour number two. Out in B.C., Penticton, of course, uh, Area 27, all that out there. He's got some big, big news that he's going to share tonight on Race Time Radio. You're not going to want to miss this if you're out in the province of, uh, of B.C. Uh, you're not going to want to miss it if you're here in Canada. Uh, it could have something to do with everybody. We'll hear from Trevor in hour two. But we're going to throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on some news and highlights. And we will be back for hour number two in just a couple of moments. Stay there. We will be back. Stay with us. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by... 
the quality in Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Got old Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow! The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Uh, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes. Here on Race Time Radio. On Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins tonight. Our first hour number two of 2022. So glad you could tune in tonight. Uh, really appreciate it. Up, up, up. Look at Brad's calling me on my cell phone. That's not going to work. Uh, Sue, I'll give you that, and you can talk to Brad on there, and we're going to gear him up, and we'll get him on the hotline. And uh, pretty exciting stuff, man. I'll tell you what, when I seen the announcement, Brad Moran moving into the NASCAR Cup Series director job, I went, wow, look at that, fantastic. And you know what? Much deserved, too. This guy has been, uh, he's been flat out, and uh, Brad's done a fantastic job for NASCAR uh, watching what he's that the product that you see on the racetrack has got a lot to do with the guy that is flying it, and, and he he does a great job. He really does. Yeah, definitely. And and uh, you know you look at at how big of a network it takes to run the Cup Series. When when you look at even the NASCAR Pinty Series, you know you have a tremendous amount of people that are behind the scenes that that make these deals happen. And, you know, when you look at, at the Cup Series, there's a tremendous amount of, of personnel. Um, there's a tremendous amount of, of effort that goes into it. Um, and, and the logistics and planning and everything else is, is all part of the deal. And when you look at, at the job that he has been able to do with the Truck Series, you know, helping the teams and, and looking at the series uh, from a, uh, you know, from a standpoint of a racer, but then as well as a as a fan, uh, and and conducting the business with the you know with candor and and excitement all at the same time, uh, he brings a lot to the table. And uh, you know, it's it was no surprise really. We've seen him rocket through the ranks, and uh, I I'm just absolutely ecstatic for him because his passion for the sport is is second to none. Absolutely. Let's get to the hotline. I do believe we have Brad Moran with us on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, Brad? How are you? Hey, how's everybody doing? How's Joe and Joe? Yeah, fantastic. How are you making out down there? I know the big storm is sliding through that way. Are you getting hammered or what? Uh, it was pretty big, uh, pretty big for down here. We probably got about uh, about six inches, but there's some ice coming down, and uh, the roads are a mess. The equipment's out trying to stay on top of it, so... Uh, we'll probably have uh, we'll probably be pretty much shut down tomorrow, but hopefully the uh, temperatures will go up and we'll uh, 
we'll get it all melted and get back to normal. Yeah, We're not all- used to it anymore, Joe. <laughs> yeah, although the, the the three plows that you guys have in North Carolina, Junior, did you bring one of them home when you come back? <laughs> Man, exactly. when you, you you the bread and milk aisle are empty in North Carolina by the looks of it. That's guaranteed. And that's what, that's the way that it works. Is uh, uh, you know if you hear that snow is coming on Friday, you better hit the grocery store Tuesday and and get stocked up because you got to make bread and, uh, milk milk sandwiches. Right, that's what they make down there. Absolutely. <laughs> Brad, uh, you know, scrolling through the Internet, uh, you know, it just about fell off my chair in excitement for you uh, when, when we seen the announcement that, uh, that you're going to be the, uh, the director for the Cup Series. That's, uh, that's top of the mountain, my friend. That's, uh, that's got to be exciting. Yeah, thanks. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's big. Um, a lot of hard work to get there, and it's really uh, there's going to be a, a lot of challenges that I'm looking forward to, and obviously – you know, making it to the Premier Series is is always, uh, you know, is always the goal. Obviously, uh, whether you, you get there or not, we we did a lot of good things along the way, and uh, you know, to have the opportunity, you know, with this new car, which is probably the biggest change in NASCAR in 60 years, and it, it kind of falls uh, a little bit down the alley that we've we've I've always been involved with. So, you know, really excited about the new car and all the cha- changes, and you know, the LA Coliseum and all the the good new stuff that NASCAR is doing and, uh, you know, to be, to be involved in it now in the cup series level is, uh, is really exciting. And, and again, uh, a lot of work and I'm looking forward to the challenge. You know, Brad, I got to look back here. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to uh, know, know you for a long time. Uh, you've been a friend of mine for a long time. And, uh, you know, when I look back to the days when you were at Barry Speedway and I had the All-Star Series and we got together and we were at Barry Speedway and uh, you're going to run that first All-Star race there. Uh, I, you know, when I look back even that far uh, and Barry Speedway, man, you were innovative back then with a new car and, you know, going to lay out a series where, you know, uh, we were starting to run out of these parts and pieces and, uh, you, you were proactive. You were setting it up so that the sport could continue on. You always big picture, uh, you know, planned and, and did things. So ironic that, you know, all the way back there at Barry Speedway and looking at what you were doing back there and to take a look at what you're about to do in 2022 at the top of the mountain with a brand new race car, uh, it is uh, it's sort of fitting, my friend. <laughs> yes, thanks, Joe. And I, and I remember those days like they were yesterday. I mean, always tried to get a little bigger fireworks than the next guy and tried to, you know, make the show special. And it's really the same thing, just on a bigger scale. And, uh, you know, we, we just had to do it on a lot, lot smaller budget back then. But, but uh, you know, the passion and, the you know, the, the, uh, the attention to detail, it really, you know, started there and it continued. I mean, we, we just, you know, you have to be so buttoned up. You, you know what it's like you know, to run a series, to bring a, a traveling show in. It's just, you know, a, a lot bigger, a lot more people involved. You know, we have a, a bunch of engineers working on this car. We work with the, the best teams in the world, obviously, and we we got to listen to them and, and, you know, take everybody's input and come up with the, the best solutions to any problems. But really, it's the same thing on a much bigger stage. And, man, I, I'm really pumped. I'm looking forward to the uh, L.A. Coliseum that's going to be wild, and that's what it's supposed to be, and I'm sure it's going to be. And, what a way to start off the new season with the new cars and then off to Daytona and, uh, and uh, getting prepared for the Daytona 500, which is a pretty, pretty big deal, pretty uh, awesome place to be. 
<laughs> from the smallest track to, well, just about the biggest one. I guess Talladega technically is the biggest one, but Daytona isn't that much smaller than Talladega. Going to go from a Barry Speedway all the way up to a, uh, uh, all the way up to a Cayuga, just like back in the day, right? Yeah, exactly. Pretty, pretty much the same thing, you know. They're, uh, again, it's, uh, it's all uh, it's the same business, and yet you have the same jobs to do, and you, you just got to... Use your people and use all your smart folks around you and, and uh, just get the job done. You know, listen, and, and again, we're going to have a lot of changes. You know, we're, this is a brand-new car, and, and what a car it is. I mean, man, we could talk about it for hours. I mean, this thing is a full-blown state-of-the-art race car. Bigger wheels, you know, BBS wheels, 18-inch tires. Goodyear had to go back to the drawing board. I mean, this thing's like... A clean sheet of paper, you know, rack and pinion steering, and the brakes are bigger, and it, you know, the independent rear suspension. I mean, these things they look good and they are mean. So, uh, you know, we'll dial them all in throughout the year, but I'm sure we're going to put on some pretty exciting races before it's all done and over. With the response to the new car, I know, Junior, you were saying, "Hey, have you been keyed into the practice and the stuff that's been going on?" Yeah. And through everything, I hadn't been staying up on it, but I know you had, and there was mixed reaction, right? You were having some teams saying, uh, "You know, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure," and then there was other ones going, "Hey, this is really going to level that playing field." Brad, have they all started to warm up to it now, or is there still mixed reaction amongst the teams? heading into uh, the beginning of the season with a brand-new car. Yeah, you know, they're, they're really warming up to it. I mean, we've, there's been a lot of changes done all the way, you know, even though I wasn't in the, the Cup Series back, you know, back in the in the spring, right through the summer, but they've been doing a lot of changes to this car. Uh, I did make it to, you know, the, the two Charlotte tests, the Atlanta test, uh, Daytona, you know, and, and basically the drivers are really starting to warm up, but it's a, it's a different animal. I mean, this car is totally different than anything they've driven um you know it, it's it's uh it's just got so many different parts and pieces on it that everybody's learning but you know we had a real good test at daytona uh last week we got charlotte we uh, we went for one day and then we took a day off to kind of regroup uh talk to all the crew chiefs talk to all the engineers and go back at it again a couple days later for for two more days so we uh We've really been testing like crazy. I mean, in South Carolina at uh, at Lancaster Speedway, we did a dirt test with Stuart Friesen in the in the car. He was actually the driver. So we've been this thing's been getting tested like you wouldn't believe, and 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 people are starting to warm up to it. It's it's you know again it's uh, you know we're still still messing with COVID a little bit. We've got you know we're, we're fighting to get parts and like everybody you know, but we're uh, we're all working really hard as an industry. There's been a lot of collaboration you know from the owners and and all of the uh, crew and drivers you know in the cup series so we're certainly all uh, all pulling the rope and uh, we're, we're going to make this happen and, and, and they certainly are warming up to it one of the things that i love about it and for what it's worth <laughs> from up here in canada sitting in a chair uh talking about it there's a lot of armchair quarterbacks in motorsports and that's the best part about it is we can bench race we can talk about the fun things uh to do with uh, to do with racing and when you look at the collaboration like you talked about um everybody's pulling on the same rope in the same direction uh both on the competition side uh, but all of the focus being towards the fan, right? And and that's I, I absolutely love the the approach. You know, it's 
Every year heading into Daytona, you know, whether it was back in the day when Pontiac would get a new nose or they would get a new spoiler uh, or a new deck lid (laughs) design or Chevrolet would get a a new grill opening or whatever it might be, it was always to do with competition. You know, these guys have an advantage over us or or those guys have an advantage over the the next guy. Um, It was always about the competition and it was always about who had the better uh, option or or the better opportunity. Um, and, And there was always the you know the finger pointing if you will when you look at the the new car uh really the cot back in the day um you know the they started that collaboration back then when they came out with a with a a shell that was unidentifiable uh then they morph into the gen 6 and and really all the manufacturers said okay let's create a unified uh, car with with unified uh, you know uh, greenhouse and and that but let's have some identification right like let's look like our car that you can drive down the street uh, now you're seeing the manufacturers say okay now let's let's get all of that let's take the best of the of both worlds and create something that will race better that will do better that will do different things that the fan base is going to like and I think that's the first time that that any racing series has really taken that approach and i think that the momentum behind it is so positive on the fan base side of things um i i can't wait to see the on-track product obviously we all got a chance to watch um on youtube and and the the different streaming services they they actually did a couple mock races at daytona where they where they did a a little 10 lap race right they they dropped the green flag two by two and and raced it out and the drivers all interviewed after and and said that you know they weren't just out there testing they they were out there racing their bag off and and getting after it and they loved it right so um i can't wait to see the 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 fan excitement um, of of a, a truly equal playing field in a car that you know does everything better. I think Dale Earnhardt Jr. said that after after his test at uh, at Bowman Gray, he said this car just it does everything better. It stops better. It goes better. It turns better. Um, so it just does everything on an amplified scale. And and uh, uh, you know that's the really exciting part to me, Brad, is that uh, you're you're entering into a brand new realm of NASCAR as the director. Uh, really, it's got to be a neat opportunity to know that you not only not only the race car is a blank sheet of paper, but really because of that race car being a blank sheet of paper, the entire series is a blank sheet of paper heading into it. Yeah, it, 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 you're, you're absolutely right. And the collaboration, you know, between the OEMs and really the team owners pushed for the OEMs, it was time for a major change in the sport. Um, it took a couple years to get it all together. And it, the, the, you know, these cars just look like the ones you buy on the on the showroom floor, and they've got so much uh, identity, like you mentioned, and, and just you know that they're now five-speed sequential shifters, like a motorcycle, and. Uh, you know, st- straight up down, I mean, the shifting's just quicker, and everything's quicker, and, and uh, you know, they got rear diffusers on them for aero, uh, aero uh, performance and, and a full underbody uh, wing, and so it is a clean sheet of paper, and, and yeah, that, that's what I like. The timing of this change uh, couldn't be better for me, and, and uh, you know, I, I like to try to work on challenges and, and work with uh, groups of people and try to uh, you know, get get every, get the most out of everything that's uh, that's there for us, and I I think the opportunity is the opportunity of a lifetime. So 
I'm looking forward to getting the 22 season going, that's for sure. Well, much earned, I can tell you that. We're with Brad Moran tonight. He is the NASCAR Cup Series director, uh, and he's with us live on the hotline here on Race Time Radio. Brad, uh, object number one, uh, race number one, uh, th- th- no more testing, no more practice. You're going to go for it now, uh, and it's going to happen at the Coliseum. First of all, what an idea. What a looking facility. This is truly going to be, uh, is this going to be amazing? This is going to be something totally different than we're all used to seeing in the clash. And I know we've been, we've been fans forever and I've, uh, you know, always looked forward to the clash at Daytona. Uh, and now we're going to see the clash at the Coliseum. What do you think we can expect to see come, uh, February the 5th? This is going to be off the hook. <laughs> it's going to be different. I mean, uh, you know, Ben Kennedy had a big part of making this thing happen, and I don't know if you've been able to see, you know, the facility being built, but, you know, the L.A. Coliseum with all its history and, you know, just held great events in the U.S. throughout its history. I mean, Super Bowl number one, and for us to build a racetrack in there, I mean, I would expect a little bit of Sauble Speedway, Barry Speedway, C&E, all combined into one for the Canadian folks that are familiar with all that, but... Uh, yeah, it's going to prop and with a brand new car to boot. So it's going to be something. Um, it's something that a lot of these drivers probably haven't done for a long time on a track that small. Um, you know, Bowman Gray style racing. You know, we're going to have four heat races, 25 laps, a couple 50 lap last chances, and then a 150 lap clash with a, you know, 75 lap, uh, 75 lap segments with a break in between and a concert to start it off. And I mean, it's just, it's just going to be something. So, I mean, obviously great for the people that can make it, but I hope it's a heck of a show for everybody uh, sitting at home watching it and get this, uh, you know, get the entire race season underway with probably a really wild and hopefully uh, very entertaining event for everybody. So right after the clash, of course, we head to Speed Weeks 2022 at Daytona. Always look forward to the Super, Super Bowl of Stock Car Racing. Uh, and then we hit Daytona. What do you think we're going to see there with the new car, Brad? Uh, you've seen testing. You've seen the numbers. Are we going to see pack-style racing? Is it going to be more spread out? What do you think we're going to see at Daytona? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a question everyone's asking, Joe. No, from, from what, we've seen, uh, what we've seen at the test, I mean, it was, uh, it, it was something. I mean, they, they were aggressive, as you can imagine. And, yeah, we run our little... 10 lap uh, race that we kind of got them all together for we could, you know, because everyone we had to learn about drafting and, and any other issues we have with the uh, vehicle that we might spot when you get in a pack at those speeds, you know, average speed of 185 mile an hour, 84, 184 mile an hour. A lot of, you put a lot of stress on a lot of parts. So we, we had to kind of all see that, uh, the teams and us. And the funny thing was, we did the 10 laps, held our breath for all that time because. You know these guys, uh, these guys and gals are still building these cars, and there's not like an overabundance of them to get our season going. Uh, and then I heard a couple out there, and I heard them all go out there, and I went back on the track. Well, they went, and uh, the teams all got together and said they're going to do it again, and they ran about <laughs> another 15 laps later in the day. And uh, it was just, uh, <laughs> if we see anything like that, hold on because it was exciting, and it was uh, they were in one big pack, and boy, they were. Uh, they were they were gouging and, and grinding and it was it was it was awesome to see and I mean this was just for them to learn so I can only imagine when the uh, Daytona 500 uh, trophy's up for grabs. 
Uh, look at this, Junior. I got goosebumps. Look at, look at, uh, it's Daytona's just about here, uh, and we're gonna kick it all off with the clash. Brad, I, I know we could talk to you for like uh, a full two hours, no problem at all. Uh, but I know you got to get back to doing what you're doing, and uh, we got Trevor coming up. Trevor Seabird, you know Trev. Uh, we got oh, him Peter. coming up. Awesome. Tell him I said hello. Oh, absolutely. We'll be doing that. But uh, we want to wish you all the best. Congratulations on the uh, on the new title and on the new position. Brad, you've earned your way through it. And uh, just congratulations. And I know we're going to get you on as much as we possibly can uh, through the course of time and uh, get you back on the show. And I know all of us up here in Canada are so proud of what you've been able to do. And uh, you know what? You're, you're inspiring. You're an inspiration to uh, anybody up here in Canada that wants to get involved with the sport. Uh, you prove that, uh, you know, with hard work and determination and never quit attitude, you get in there and you work hard enough. Uh, you know, every, you can do it too, as long as, uh, you want to put the time in and you want to put the effort forward. And that's something that you've always done, Brad Moran. Uh, you've done it to the nth degree and, uh, congratulations on the new title. They couldn't have got a better guy. I can tell you that. Wow. Well, you know, thank you for all those kind words. Uh, you know, really appreciate everything you guys have done for the sport. We've, we've been at it a long time, so I appreciate that. And one thing I did want to mention, Joe, John Dillon, you going to be trying to make the 500. So I don't know how much news that is up there, but uh, he was testing. And, uh, you know, for all the folks in Canada watching, uh, he's going to try to uh, he's going to try to to race his way into the 500 this year. Absolutely. That's very exciting news and, and looked decent in the test as well and, and uh, looking forward to seeing what he can get done in that orange and, and silver car. Uh, Brad, you know one other thing, it's a heck of a lot easier for us to get hot passes now. <laughs> no, yeah, you guys, you know, you, you've always been looked after, my friend. Uh, can't wait to see you at the track and Hopefully we get uh, get in a better place and we see a lot of you. And anything I can do to help, you know, I'm always there for you guys. And for You're the friend. man. Brad, thanks so much for the time. Uh, be careful down there. Well, you're Canadian. You'll do just fine. Uh, you, you, you may have to give Moody a ride to work tomorrow. Uh, he, he, he could, I seen him with a big bowl of chili earlier on Twitter. He's ready and hunkered yeah. down for the long haul. Oh, yeah. Not too many people out on the street. So, uh, okay, my friends, uh, have a great uh, have a great rest of your winter, and hopefully we'll get things fired up here in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Brad, thanks for the time. Be safe. Uh, that is Brad Moran. Uh, he is the NASCAR Cup Series director. Uh, just a brand-new role for Brad Moran. Coming out of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series and right into the new job. And, Junior, uh, totally honest here, that guy has really worked for it. Uh, Going to be so cool. They got the right guy. They do for sure, and and uh, you know heading into it, uh, obviously it's uh, you know you, you can't emphasize enough the the changes that you're about to see. Um, if you were a fan back in the day that left the sport, uh, and and you you weren't paying attention to NASCAR for a period of time, uh, it, it's there's no there's no qualms about it. There was a lot of people that left the sport, right? There was a oh, lot yeah. of people, um, and and it wasn't for one reason. There was. The, you know, it, there wasn't one thing that you could attribute the the exodus of, of fans um, to. It's it's just a part of it. There's things that happen. 
There's things that happen in all levels of sports where you see massive crowds and you see dwindling crowds. Um, when you look at what NASCAR has done, the steps that they've taken, um, you know, to to improve the, the fan experience, to go back to the roots, you know, to um, yeah. focus on on good side by side racing, uh, to focus on on, you know, the value proposition for the, the team owners to focus on all those different things. Um, you're walking into a completely different NASCAR in 2022 than you were in in 2021 and in the previous years. It is a completely different world um, from all accounts. Um, the difference is is you're, you you still have the big names, right? You still have yeah, yeah. The, the Denny Hamlins and the Kevin Harvicks, and you still have all the talent, and you still have the ability to showcase that talent. Um, the difference being... It is a better world uh, being designed for that purpose and uh, without any gimmicks. You know, that was right. There was a lot of years where there was a lot of gimmicks thrown at it trying to or create be, or it could be perceived as gimmicks. Exactly. And there was exactly. a lot of people saying that and then other people would disagree. I know just coming up with the class lineup. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's, there's a lot of it was gimmicky yeah. to me. To other people, it was, you know, fitting. Yeah, and and you know when you look at at you know the the gimmicks of the world in in motorsports or, or the tricks in which a promoter gets people in the in the in the gate to watch these deals, um, you know they tried everything under the sun that wasn't to do with racing, and yeah, yeah. and you know NASCAR has taken so many steps to to righting those wrongs with the new car with the new process. Um, with with cutting the costs and and allowing the barrier uh, to be easier to uh, to get into all of those different things they've done such a great job I am firmly truly one hundred percent excited to see what kind of footprint Brad Moran can put on that series um, and really everybody involved and and sure. seeing what NASCAR can become uh, in in this year in the next five years I think they're gonna you're gonna see a boom. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're going to hit this break, and when we come back, you want to talk about boom, we're going to hear some booming out in B.C. we got uh, Trevor Sieber going to join the show, Penticton Speedway, Avion Motorsports. He's got some huge, huge news uh, we're going to try and squeeze out of him here tonight on Race Time. Stay with us. Junior and I will be back in just a moment. Hey, race fans, this is Mark from Racing Creator, and we're listening to Race Time Radio in Nova Scotia. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Andy Ganesh, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Firestarters. The world's best fire starter. For two decades. Hello, fellow Americans. The artists who make history. It's the music that keeps me going. Oh, yeah. Have made it. Right. Here. We live 20 years of Sirius XM with performances, interviews, and magic moments from Taylor Swift, Paul McCartney, Bruce Springsteen, and so much more. We're going to do some acoustic versions of songs off of Lover. 20 years, 20 defining moments, one collection. Only on the SXM app. Thank you so much. All North Racing, only on Rev TV. 
Contact your TV provider. Comic and impressionist Rich Little. I imitate a lot of people on radio. You know, people listening thought they were the real people. So they wanted to meet Elvis and John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart. And so they all came down to the radio station. And they said to me, oh, Rich, when you walk out, they're going to mob you. And, um, of course, there weren't any. It was just me. And somebody said, there's nobody. It was just Rich Little. And I walked out and got booed. <laughs> Canada Talks, Sirius XM Channel 167. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hey, Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM Channel 20. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and so much more. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Twitter's a great race fan tool. But I promise you, nothing feels better than a good yell. Now, back to more race time radio with Smoke and Joe. And Junior. And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. Let me tell you, uh, this is our first show back for 2022. Uh, and uh, we want to welcome all of you back. I hope you had a real good holiday, a good, uh, uh, good New Year's, everything like that. Uh, next week here on the channel, we have one more conflict. And then we have got a, a clear run for a long time on the channel. But we do have one more conflict. I believe it is a Raptors basketball game. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of conflicts, isn't there? Yeah, there has been uh, <laughs> over a little short window. Uh, but this year, uh, we got one more conflict next weekend. And then we're going to be on the air for a long time. So... Uh, you're going to have to put up with this one more week next week. Uh, but we did get out of the starting gate and uh, get things fired up for 2022. Uh, we will be back uh, a, a week after. Uh, but that is what's coming up here on the channel. So uh, let's get back to the hotline, shall we? We're going all the way out to BC right now. Uh, and we have got Trevor Seabird on this very hotline. Penticton Speedway, Avion Motorsports, Area 27. And uh, drivers, uh, he's he's involved, right? <laughs> he's got a little bit of everything. Trevor, what's going on? Happy New Year, buddy. Hey, Happy New Year, guys. Good to hear from you again. Yeah. Oh, I got to remind uh, uh, Brad Moran says, make sure you say hi to Trevor. So there you go, Trev. Hi from Brad Moran. Well, that's awesome. You know, it's it's funny. I was thinking I was thinking when I saw him coming on your show, they got that thing going around social media right now where the question is, who's the most famous person that you know? Well, now I can say it's Brad Moran. Yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, he is. Yeah. The Cup Series director. That's huge. Right, Trev? You've known Brad for as long as I have. Known him for a lot of years, you know. I think it's awesome. I was, I was really excited when I saw that. It just, uh, 
it just goes to show we got a lot of talent up in Canada, and he's certainly one of them. You know, we've had a lot of great people through the NASCAR ranks in Canada that uh, that helped out, and he was certainly one of them. And uh, memorable guy because he's so he's so damn personable, right? Oh, he is, and really instrumental in uh, NASCAR having even a weekly track here uh, back in Barry Speedway's day. Uh, it was Brad that brought NASCAR to Canada at Barry Speedway. Then he went on to the NASCAR Pinty Series, but back then it was the NASCAR Canadian Tire Series. And, Trev, that was the back in the era when you were running the series full tilt, right? Yeah, sure was. Yeah, you know, I ran, uh, I don't even remember all the years, from 2005 to, or I guess, it was, when did they buy it? 2007, something like that? Yeah, so I think it was seven. I ran it, yeah, so I ran the NASCAR Canadian Tire Series from then. So 2013, fairly steady, and then and then some sporadic races up to I think about 2016. Uh, I, I did a few, and of course we did a lot of rental rides for different guys and some young drivers. And you know there was times where at the uh, Toronto Indy where we had three cars out there, which was a bit of a, uh, a bit a bit to chew off, right? Oh so, yeah. But uh, thanks Al Liebert and his crew, uh, you know, with the Ivan Motorsports team, they got it handled. But uh, yeah, a lot of great years there with when Brad was at the helm. Yeah, and uh, you know what? He had a good core of guys to, uh, that he was, uh, you know, with the NASCAR Canadian Tire Series, drivers like you and uh, so many of the great Canadian race teams uh, involved in the series. And, you know, when you take a look at the landscape of Canada now in what everybody's doing, uh, Brad's up there now in the Cup Series. Look at you, Trevor. Uh, you know, you, Area 27, you got in. Uh, you, you got involved with that, started building that track. Then it spun off into, uh, you know, Penticton Speedway. You just got through rebuilding that. Uh, we take a look at Riley. Riley, your son, uh, was just, you know, he, he was helping you out on your race team. And before we know it, now look at him. He's got his pilot's license. He's flying race cars all over the place. He's doing all kinds of stuff. It's funny how, uh, we, you know, when you look down the road uh, and you look in the rearview mirror, how far everybody has come. Well, that's absolutely true. Uh, somebody made mention to me the other day, or they were, I guess they were asking for Penticton Speedway, what our age group limit is for in the infield. And, you know, it brought back some memories of when Riley wasn't allowed in the infield, and, and yet he was my spotter, so it was <laughs> kind of comically he, he was standing up there at a very young age at the spotter's tower, uh, but he wasn't allowed in the infield. <laughs> and uh, and he also wasn't allowed to tell them what what I said a few times. It was a bit colorful because I, I can get a bit that way. And I remember one time, I think we were in Calgary, and, uh, and uh, the NASCAR officials – was trying to give me some instruction, which I wasn't receiving very well, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so they asked Riley what I what I said, and he just basically said, uh, "I I can't repeat it." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, and he's you know that's a long time ago now, right? You know that's probably what is that? That's probably 15 years ago, right? Uh, so you know he's 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 going to be 30 here next month, and yeah, he's kind of cut his own his own way in the racing world, and and uh, done very well. You know, it's interesting too. You know, um, you look at you look at some of the guys that are still involved, um, and I know that Brad mentioned Jock. You know, and Jock and I raced together in the Atlantic Series back in in the early '90s, and that's how we got to know each other. And then, you know, fast forward whatever it was, 20, 25 years, and we end up, you know, getting together and, and uh, designing, co-designing, um, and building Area 27. Um, and he's still on board as one of the partners there. So. 
uh, and now he's going to go out there and, and attempt to qualify for the for the 500, which I think is super cool. You know, I'm not sure what he is right now. I think he's about 50. You know, and uh, I guess some of us old guys just don't want to let go. Well, so he's he, he's 50 going on 25, if I know Jacques. That that it, yeah. the guy is uh, he's uh, ageless, so to speak. Uh, he just keeps on going. That's a fact. Yeah, he's a bit of an energizer bunny there. So I think that's super cool too. You know, having uh, having Brad down there, seeing Jock qualify. Uh, hopefully, he gets in the field, of course. You know, then gives uh, everybody out here something to cheer for. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be off the hook. You, uh, although we all had holidays, uh, it sounds like you had a little bit of a holiday. But you guys, that was called a working holiday. If I uh, if I know anything about you, Trevor, uh, and it sounds like things are really coming together. What all you got cooking out there? Well, you're right. You know, the holidays were fairly relaxing, and I guess uh, I certainly didn't stop working on anything that had to do with racing. But racing is generally relaxing for me. Um, you know, sitting there running different scenarios on uh, on how to run a late model race, and I think we finally got it figured out. And um, so, I promise you, we'd announce it on your show. So here we are. And, and so for Penticton Speedway, we uh, we're, we're coming out with the Western Rattler 300, uh, which we're super excited about. It's a big purse race. I think it'd probably only be second to in Canada. I think maybe the IWK might only be bigger as far as purse goes, but. Nevertheless, it's uh, it's huge for us in Western Canada. You know, the late model racing is, is, is still thriving out here to a certain degree, but it really needed a boost. Um, you know, again, tracks going away and, and uh, things dying off a little bit, but we're certainly resurrecting them. We, we made that post about two hours ago on social media as well. Um, and, of course, we leaked it uh, on your show in, in December, and... and been fielding i don't know how many phone calls and texts and people wanting to know more and we're just kind of keeping them at bay there gave them a, gave them a little bit of a carrot but uh so now we can we can explain what what it is that we're doing and 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 what it's all about what the format is um we fully expect you know with 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 the people that were contacting us that without much information out there and then after today uh if the phones blew up and and i don't know why we wouldn't have you know, 40 cars show up to this thing to try and qualify for the for the Western Rattler 300. Oh, you got to love that. That sounds exciting. Uh, and I know you guys are attention to detail, too, and it takes a long time to put stuff together like this. But uh, uh, to, to, to figure all the different scenarios, I bet you guys have been burning it at both ends. Well, it's true, you know, and, and I know you know this from, from running a, a racetrack yourself, that you, you try and figure out how to get – the most bang for your buck, uh, not only for a racetrack, but also for, for the competitors and every competitor, you know, um, first to last, of course, the guy that stands on top of the podium, he always gets, uh, the most recognition and he gets the biggest paycheck, but, uh, you know, you always try and figure out how you spread it out. So <clears throat> it's a $10,000 to win event. Oh, nice. Uh, $55,000 for the, uh, for the late models alone. Another $10,000 are putting up for the, for the street stocks. But the way we're doing it, uh, I'll just give you a quick rundown on the format. So it's a Friday-Saturday show. Mm-hmm. On Friday night, uh, we're going to qualify. And the top 12, uh, after qualifying, lock into the 300, which will be on Saturday night. So they're automatically locked in, and they can put their cars away, and, and uh, you know, fenders are all still on them and everything else. Right. And then the next then the next 28 cars take, take, the, uh, take the green of what we're calling the... Uh, the baker's dozen 
And the reason we call it the Baker's Dozen is because we're going to advance the next 13 cars that run at the front of that field are going to join the, the first 12 that made it in from qualifying. So now you got 25 cars, <coughs> excuse me, that will start the 300. Right. That's after Friday night. So we'll run that, and that's a 100-lap race Friday night. Um, and then and then on Saturday, basically our last chance qualifier, we have what we're calling the 303. And that's the three remaining spots. Uh, as far as qualifying goes, to get into the into the field, that'll bring us to 28 cars, and I've left provision in there for for um, promoters' option. Um, whether we use it or not, I don't know. We'll just have to see how things go. We may have some guest drivers come up, and you know, all that goes they, often. They can't even make the first uh, the first night, depending on who we bring in. Mm-hmm. But uh, more to come on that. And uh, I think it's going to be a hell of an exciting weekend. You know, we keep racing. Cars keep racing their way into this deal. And um, the cool thing is that I think we've done, uh, when I talk about looking after the field all the way from front to back, if you don't make the top 12 and you have to run in that in that Baker's Dozen on Friday night, we've put up you know, a pretty good prize money for that, too, for first, second, and third. So not only are you running to get into that field, but you actually got something to, you know, to win. Right. And then, and then for the last chance, uh, for the 303 on Saturday, so we'll run that early in the evening, and then we'll have a street stock race, and then and then those three cars will advance. Well, we got prize money for those guys too. So it's you know if you consider that by the time you're running to get the last three spots, you're somewhere further back in the pack, and usually you're quite a ways out of the money. So we've put up some dough for that too for first, second, and third. But you know we're also going to pay 700 bucks uh, to every car to start. The West that makes it into the West Western Rattler 300 to begin with. So you could potentially run your way in there and make quite a bit of money on your way through, waking it back into the into the big show. Absolutely, which, which I think is exciting too. Mm-hmm. And we all know that these last chance uh, or these qualifying races are quite often the V show, you know, because mm-hmm. guys are trying to get in and they're not quite there, so they got to battle it out. So we're we're really looking forward to. We think we got a great format. Um, you know, we're going to televise this thing, and, and uh, hopefully we got it on uh, satellite radio if uh, you guys happen to know anybody who wants to be involved with us. Oh, so, now that uh, that would sort of fall right into our right into our wheelhouse there, Trevor. I'm, I'm sure it would. <laughs> I'm sure it would. So we, we plan on promoting the heck out of this thing. Um, you know, I don't, you know, we, we obviously want to turn it into the race in Western Canada. And, uh, you know, the race... The race to be out in Western Canada for, for almost forever out here was the one in Victoria, the uh, Canada Day 200, which which uh, it's been a great race. You know, Riley's running that. Um, they do a great job down there. Unfortunately, that track's going away at the end of this year. Um, so, you know, we have one more great racetrack that we're losing. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, you know, we're hoping we're picking up um, some of the slack. would have been great if they would have stuck around because we would have had, uh, you know, more than, more than one track with a big purse, but... Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe some of the other tracks will find their way to it, but we're pretty excited about it. Oh, I guess so. Now, what weekend have you got figured out? Uh, the timing's going to be everything on a big event like this. It will be for sure. So April 29th and 30th is is when we're going. It's a Friday-Saturday show. I believe it's going to be ahead of probably all of the tracks in Canada uh, for the most part, which <clears throat> which is a good thing. Um, you know, we, we're going to, we're going to want cars from, 
from right across Canada, and, and believe me, we've already got lots of phone calls from Ontario, a couple from Quebec. We've talked to some guys in Northern California, in Washington, Oregon, have contacted us already. Um, and then, of course, the Western provinces. Um, so we don't want to step on anybody's toes uh, trying to get a field. That never does anybody any good. So I think we're going to be out of the gate before most tracks get going. Um, so... I believe that's going to really help us out with our car count. And it will. Uh, what's the weather pattern like in Penticton, B.C. around the end of April? So our average temperature at end of April is, you know, daytime highs around 17, 18 degrees, which is perfect for, for race cars. It does still get a little chilly at night. Um, you know, we are in kind of a desert climate, so when the sun goes down, it might go down to 7 or 8 degrees. But the snow is long gone by then for sure uh the rain is is typically minimal in that month um again we don't get a heck of a lot of rain in the okanagan i can't promise that it won't happen right but uh <laughs> but we got a really good chance that uh, we were building that racetrack last year uh during those months and we had great weather and and that question you asked i've looked it up you know i looked up the averages and the norms over the years to see what we're dealing with and uh it looks really advantageous to do it at that time of year you know we're not doing it in 40 degree heat like we can get up out here so good for cars good for fans um yeah with it being the uh the rattler of course that that comes from the desert it, you know climate right it's it's the rattler 300 i mean it's uh it's definitely a, an amazing concept trevor um you know looking at social media of course you, you did post it earlier uh, there's already lots of shares lots of comments different things like that you know you see some of the names a notable uh, josh stoddy you know posted and and tagged his dad Dwayne stoddy and said look at this yeah. <laughs> you know like those types of things uh, lots of guys from ontario definitely talking about it um, it, lots of guys from from across the, the the prairies and then as well into into Alberta. Uh, lots of excitement uh, around it. Uh, one of the things uh, on the flyer, and, and I urge everybody to go to Penticton Speedway's um, uh, Facebook page to check it out. Um, but uh, on, right on the flyer, it's got a breakdown of, of your your payouts. Uh, the pole position for the Rattler 300 is going to be a thousand bucks, which is amazing. Um, it, one of the really cool parts is, um, you know, and, and one of the difficult parts that you were up against and you touched on it is the, the collaboration of, of all the different styles of cars, right? There's sure there's late models in BC and there's late models in, in, you know, Halifax and there's late models in Ontario. Um, but everybody's got a little bit of a different package, right? You guys are, are, are coming up with a program, uh, to allow super lates, pro lates and limited late models, uh, following the West Car or APC rulebook, it's right in there that uh, you've got uh, you know West Car and APC kind of uh, in that realm, which also fits very well with the East Coast guys, right? It's sure. uh, yeah. uh, right across the country. Um, I mean, when you look at the at the rules and and where everything's at as a racer, Trevor, um, how do you feel that the parity program is coming along, and and is that finalized? Uh, where can guys uh, get that information? We've posted it on the website on PenticktonSpeedway.com. Uh, so the, the the two rule packages, as you mentioned, are the West Car rules, which which there's a link online if you go to Penticton Speedway, or, of course, the APC rules. Now, the APC rules, we compared those against the guys in the Northwest in, in the U.S., yep. and they're basically a carbon copy of each other. So very, very few changes that anybody would need to make there to make their car legal. 
So what we did is uh, for the we're calling them the uh, the weight and engine parity rules. Um, and so depending on the combination, if, whether you're running the 604 crate or whether you're running a built motor or whether you're running a super late uh, with, with a built motor. So um, we, we're going to do it with weight. We're going to do it with a carburetor on, on, say, the super late or the built motors. Built motors have their max out at a uh, 4412 Holley. And, and, of course, your, your um, crate engines, I believe, have a 650 on them, for, uh, four barrels. So we ran, second part of your, uh, the, the answer to your question is we ran a uh, late model race uh, late the fall last year with a bunch of the local cars. And, uh, and Riley uh, drug his West car out that he hadn't run in about three years and, you know, spent a day or two on it getting it ready to go. And he went out there and we ran against a, a pro late um, uh, of Matt Stevenson, who's, who's by all accounts, you know, one of the best drivers in Western Canada. Hate to say it because I race against him a lot, and <laughs> and and, uh, <laughs> and I and I find that part out, right? That you know, geez, he's pretty damn good. Um, and and so he, so Matt ended up winning it. Riley was second. Um, so you had a true legal West car running against a pro late now. Now, Matt at the time was not running the uh, the carburetor that we're going to spec here. I believe he was still running his open uh, super late motor. Right. So, you know, you take that carb off of there, uh, which I don't know what he had. Maybe he had a 750 on for all I know. When you put a 502 barrel on, you knock a ton of horsepower out of that car. And, and then we're going to add a bit more weight to him. And because they were running nose to tail there um, for probably 90, 80, 90 laps before Matt started to get away on him with, with the with the pro late. So we weren't quite there, so we had a pretty good test bed. So we've closed that rule up quite a bit. So yep. I, I honestly believe that anybody with a with a good, well-prepared West car has got every bit of chance of winning this thing as anybody else. And, I, and, I, and I'm not just saying that to get cars. I truly believe it. Um, so I think we have something here. I think we have some parity. Um, yeah, and... Um, you know, I don't know why, you know, the cars in Western Canada, let's say, that that were typically running that West Car rulebook wouldn't be competitive. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's cool, Trev. What I really like about this is you are the guy uh, that, that, that understands not only the promotion of a racetrack and how to get this race off the ground and get it flying, but you're also the guy that can, you know, really speak to the technical aspect of it uh, from a driver's standpoint, from a car uh, you know, construction part of it, uh, you know, uh, you're going to be able to figure things out. And uh, there's not going to be too many guys that are going to be able to stump Trevor Siebert on, uh, you know, tr- trying to trip you up on this rule or that rule, uh, trying, you know, trying to get an advantage here or there. I can guarantee you're going to have this thing so that it is going to be an equal and level playing field, at least the best you can. And I've always been a firm believer in, you know, when you're adding weight to compensate for this or that, uh, it, it, it all comes down to the actual track itself. Uh, and, you know, 50 pounds at this guy's track will be only 25 pounds at that track. Uh, with Penticton Speedway, uh, w- with it all being redone, uh, and the, the surface that you've got down there, you'll have the full understanding of it. And uh, man, I'll tell you what, this is huge, huge news for Canada and the kickoff to a brand new season can't think of a better place to kick off a year than out in bc at the uh, rattler 300 this is going to be off the hook my friend well i, I believe so and like you said uh, I, we spent countless hours 
myself, my cousin Ingo, uh, Al Liebert, who, of course, uh, runs uh, Avion Motorsports with me, um, you know, laying awake at night thinking about, thinking about getting parity between, um, between these cars. And uh, like I say, we we're fortunate enough to have lots of West cars around here and, and own one in the family and then to have a, a couple prolates in the, in the near vicinity to run them against each other just to see where they were at already last fall. Um, you know, as opposed to just guessing, and and so we saw that. We said, "There's, there's no way that uh, that we're going to fail at making these things competitive with each other. It just we can't. They were actually a lot closer than we thought they would be, um, and we're going to tighten it up a little bit more. And I think what you said about the racetrack itself says everything, because I know I know what guys are going to think when they, you know, especially the pro late guys, and they're going to, you know, they're going to. Or maybe not. Maybe it's the West Car guys that think they're going to get their ass handed to them. But I don't believe that because of the way this track drives. It's a, it's a multiple line track to begin with. It's only a quarter mile track, so the big horsepower is not going to get you anywhere. And if and you can move around on the racetrack, so it's not all about hugging the bottom, giving a guy a bump, and then having to drag race him down the straightaway, and you got another 150 horse. That, it's just, that's not what you have to do here. So you can run. You can be a bottom feeder. You can run around outside groups. It doesn't matter. You when you see them uh, run, and we we proved that with the RS ones out here. We ran side by side by side by side, lap after lap after lap. Whether it was Riley and I, or him and Andrew Ranger, or the three of us, or four of us, or the Dollar Boys, it, it didn't matter. And and I get it; those are equal cars. But you get your car handling in one part of the racetrack, and if you can go somewhere else on the racetrack, that opens up the competition too. Because I, I know what's happened in the past with a lot of racetracks you go to, they're flat, they don't have much banking, they're not, they're not progressive, and so everybody runs around the bottom. The guy with the horsepower just turns and shoots every time, and he's gone. There's nothing you can do about it. And I don't think our track, the way we designed it, is one of those tracks. I think it's something different. Well, if you haven't had a chance to have a look at Penticton Speedway, I uh, might want to remind you of something here. Get to Avion Motorsports. You can do it even on Twitter. Uh, just last week, uploaded a video. Uh, it's episode number one of the RS1 tour. Now, I say that, uh, the, uh, and I can't remember the guy's name. I'm sorry, but, uh, uh, the, 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 the um, uh, the guy's, uh, the, Al? Uh, Al, that's it. Uh, yeah. Al yeah. did a video, and you gotta watch his video because it's progressive banking at Penticton, and you can, uh, he goes through it. On that video, you got to have a look at it. It'll give you a nice understanding of the racetrack. For any of the guys that haven't seen Penticton Speedway, it might be a good spot to point them to go have a look. Well, you know, uh, Turn 3 and 4 is, is the one that we rebuilt and uh, and completely redesigned it. So I left the bottom groove that was there originally at 6 degrees, and the top groove is 16 and a half, and, and it's variable all the way through. 6, 9, 13, 16 as you transition up, up the racetrack. So it's just a matter of how high you want to run. You know, find a little bit more banking to make your car uh, either to find another groove because you're trying to get by somebody or to make your car handle. If your car won't work in a flatter track and, and tighter uh, radius, then move up the track, which is unheard of in, in most racetracks. You know, the one the one in Tucson is, is much like that. And if you guys watch that... Uh, what do they have down there? The turkey shoot and, and the chili willy. And, and you watch that. And, and I've been there live just two years ago, mm-hmm. uh, racing sprint cars and watch that. And they ran three wide down there because they're progressive bank. And they ran it lap after lap after lap. You know, not a lot of wrecks. 
but but great racing. I mean, we're talking inches on the bumper every every lap. So uh, fans are usually standing on their feet when they're watching that kind of racing. Yeah, and it gives drivers options. So if your car's not working here, move up a lane, move up two grooves, and guess what? It starts coming back to you. Trev, this has been outstanding here tonight. Uh, we're getting close to the top of the hour. We've got to throw the keys back to Sirius XM. But we got this out of the box. The Rattler 300 at Penticton Speedway coming up in April. Uh, this is huge. And I know we are going to have lots and lots more to talk about as we get closer and as things unfold. Uh, but we've got to thank you for coming on and launching it here tonight on Race Time Radio. Uh, I know we're looking forward to it, man. This is going to be off the hook. It's going to be, and I really appreciate you guys having me come on here so I can talk nationwide, uh, you know, about what we got going on. It certainly helps the cause, and, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're really looking forward to it. Uh, I guess the last thing I have to say is people keep their eyes on our Facebook page and on our website because we're coming out with more of the details on the format, uh, you know, when it is. We've got to practice day on Thursday, that type of thing. And we'll lay all that out. So just keep an eye on that. They'll all be coming out in the next few weeks here. And certainly they can contact us and give us a phone call or an email. We'll get back to them. And keep it tuned to Race Time Radio. I can guarantee you as things develop, Trevor is going to be back on this show. And we'll get everybody right across the country and our friends down south as well. Uh, in the U.S., there's going to be guys from down there that are going to take a look at this as well, uh, especially the time of the year. You couldn't have picked a better time, I can tell you that, Trev. I believe we'll get cars out of the U.S., we'll get cars from back east, and, of course, we'll get the western cars. I think it's a great opportunity to watch a big cross-section of racing from northern, uh, from all of Canada and northwest United States. I think that's super cool. Trev, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. Happy New Year doesn't even begin to describe uh, the way I'm feeling right now. This is tremendous stuff, and uh, you uh, take it easy, and I know we'll be in touch again real, real soon, Trev. Sounds good. Thanks, Joe and Joe Jr. Thanks a lot. Great show as always, guys. You bet. That's Trevor Sieber, Penticton Speedway, the Rattler 300. Junior, this is going to be huge. Yeah, definitely. It's cool. There's uh, another crown jewel uh, in Canada, and uh, that's definitely cool to uh, to see come together. Uh, hats off to each one of them for, for putting it out there. As well, one big piece of news. Uh, we've seen it uh, over the holidays. Uh, Amber Belkin, Canadian, yes. going to be full-time in the ARCA series. We'll try to get her on the program uh, to talk about that. Uh, a great addition to uh, Rhett Jones Racing uh, in that uh, that number 10 in the ARCA series. And, uh, of course, hats off to Brad Moran, a guest that we had on tonight. Uh, man, we had a packed show tonight. we got a lot to look forward to heading into 2022, and we're just scraping the edge off. Exactly. We uh, won't be on the air next, next week. but We we'll won't be on, be on the, the air after. next week, but from their past... Look out, we're going to go screaming right into Speed Weeks 2022. Uh, We'll break it down. We'll get the guys that are going to be heading south. We'll get them on the air. I want to try and catch up with Stu Friesen ahead of the uh, Craftsman Truck Series uh, kickoff. Uh, we got a lot of different race teams, a lot of good Canadian talent guys that are going to be heading south and uh, getting things going for 2022. And then, hey, how about this? They all come back from that and head for the Rattler 300 at Penticton Speedway to kick off the year. Oh, man, uh, I, I'm getting excited, and uh, for good cause. Uh, we got lots to be excited about.
But that is going to do it for us tonight on Race Time Radio. Uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Got to thank Susie Q right here in the Race Time Radio studio for putting up with the spoke and getting us all hooked up with all of our guests here tonight. Uh, thanks, Scotty, back in Toronto. And uh, we will catch you not next Sunday night, but the Sunday night after. And we will go full tilt all the way through. But for Joe Jr., I am Joe Chisholm, Sr., and we will catch you again on Race Time Radio in just two weeks. We'll talk to you again soon. Be safe, everybody. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.